it, that's the way you see it, then so be it. Podcasters unite, we only talk to find anemic. Yes, you too may branch a Joshua tree and check the leaves in. This recipe has to be on the doubt so long as you even see it. Who's God? I'm not saying he's a podcaster. But he's not messing with no PCP. See, the side of your transmission is quite lethal. You are now entering streams of the stupid church people. Welcome, everyone, to the February podcast of Stupid Church People. Dude, what kind of headphones do you have in your ears right now, Steve? Well, I got the speakers. I moved moved and I can't find my headphones, so I've got those little cheesy. I bought these. um, These are Sony, and they got wrapped around your ear, and then they go inside your ear like a little dong. A little dong? (laughs) They're my dildo speakers. (laughs) Dildo headphones. Yeah, so anyway, they look um, really... But we have these speakers, we have these headphones on tonight because some people make fun of us because we really don't need headphones. But we need them tonight. But tonight we need headphones because we're going to create a historic moment here. Okay. A historic stupid church people moment. I'm excited. Seriously, look at my pants. I don't see anything. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Secrets out. (laughs) Josh is not well hung. Anyway. uh, (laughs) That was not a secret. (laughs) At least to one person. Sager family curse. (laughs) So anyway, Josh has a little beer. I have a little Dr. Pepper. And we're going to do something a little uh, different tonight by listening to um, an old message that Mm. I spoke. That you spoke. Yes, this is me speaking at the church that we used to formally attend. Now, now the date of this um, message is pretty important, though. It is important. And what everybody needs to keep in mind as they're listening to me speak is that Josh is actually in the back doing the PowerPoint. For yeah, the exactly. <laughs> so, um, so the series was called The Reality of Life, and it was, it was, it was really cute. The logo was basically the, the game of life. Yeah, the game board called yeah. Life, and you'll hear me refer to it in the message. Yeah, and you were the fourth of five weeks... Mm-hmm. And it was entitled Spin Again. That was the title of my message, yeah. yes. So what's the description? Now, the description of the reality life says life. From start to finish, it's the most important game you'll ever play. <laughs> now, this, wait, wait, wait. This I, isn't my description. This is not, this I is, this this is the church's uh, senior pastor's uh, description. I've got plenty of shitty stuff in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. This, let this let me at least make, make fun of someone else before we start making fun of you. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> but what are the rules? How do you win? Do you get any do-overs? The answers to these questions may surprise you. No matter where you are across the board, come join us at Blankety Blank Church as we navigate the ups, downs, twists, and turns and learn how to win the reality of life. Hmm. Well, that's moving. And so my my message is called Spin Again. Yes. Is there a description for my message, or do we just want to move in to the message now? Was there a description of my message? No, not, they don't have the description for your message. I'm surprised I'm even on the freaking website. <laughs> that's what I said to you. This is how it started tonight. Josh was going, I wonder if they have any of your old messages on the website. And I was going, I don't know. Let's look. And I just can't believe I'm even on there. So it's yeah. kind of cool. So this is going to be a long podcast because he, uh, mo- like most preachers, are long-winded. I'm long-winded. They like to hear themselves speak. Well, let me give a little frame of reference of the time of this message. This is oh, yeah. the last message that I ever preached at this church. And about three weeks prior, we had, yeah, three weeks prior to this was April Fool's uh, 2005, is, which is, for those that know, the, the start date 
of uh, Stupid Church People. Yeah. So I had already started Stupid Church People. Um, Josh and I had already begun uh, kind of a couple of months before that. And then we actually kicked it off on April Fool's Day, yeah. 2005. And this message is probably three or four weeks later. Uh-huh. I actually write about it in the blog. If you go back to April 2005, you can read me, read about me writing this message series. And um, let's see. And, and basically the message about grace and uh, the opportunity to have second chances in life. And ironically, after this message is spoken, about one week, was it one week? Yeah, it was pretty much one week later, maybe a week and a half later. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and the plot thickens. Um, my wife and I separated. A and week that after sucks. <laughs> What's so, up? <laughs> Debbie Downer over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. My wife dumped me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Well, pretty much. I mean, and and uh, so that's what happened. And uh, so so it's interesting that all this talk about grace and forgiveness and everything is going on about a week before uh, that happened in my life. So uh, let's listen to you talk about grace. And let's make fun of it. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna commentate just like the DVD. Yeah, you know, gonna talk just over as it. it goes. We're gonna talk over. We're it. not gonna stop it. Exactly. We're gonna let it roll. And we haven't heard this. We've heard the first couple minutes, but we haven't heard it actually yet. like the first minute probably. All so. right. So here you go. Spin again with Steve Chastain. Good morning. My name is Steve, and but um, I'm I'm so honored that you're here this morning. Were you and, honored? Uh, looking forward. To I was so honored. <laughs> you're gay. Uh, I'm going to talk to you this morning about uh, something that is very easy to hear, very very easy to agree with, but sometimes just as difficult to live. This is called the set. You know, if you're going to get uh, <laughs> what you. I'm talking about this morning, you're really going to have to fight for it. You're really going to have to fight because <laughs> everything in this world, and and sometimes even in religion is against you experiencing what I'm going to talk to you about. As, Terry, as yeah. Tara said earlier, you know, uh, the game of life, the game board called life, no one gets the chance to spin again. It's, it's very rare that you get that opportunity. Here we you are spin, referencing your the piece, game called life. And then you grin and bear okay. it. That, that's the way the game is played. Keeping the theme And real intact. life is a lot like that. In real life, day Ooh. by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, you move along the game board called your life, and you can never reclaim that time or, or redo your past. I think I was reading from If my you've notes ever made a bad decision, how many of you have ever made a bad decision? Let me see. Not me. Hands up. Okay. Hands up. Not me. That's great. Thank you. The rest of you. Fuck, um, liars. Fuck no. Um, maybe you've made a few of them. How many of you have ever said something you wish you could take back? Josh just did. Said that. Okay. <laughs> said that one thing you wish you could take back. Uh, this is just open confession. Right now, let's just get it out. Okay, it'll just feel yeah, so good. Okay, cleanse yourself. Here we go. If you could have just maybe taken that job, you know, that you were offered, how I, much life would I have changed for you, marriage right? marriage in here, which is or interesting. if Listen. you would have not taken that job and moved your family halfway across the country and then been dumped after you got there, not that I've experienced that, life would have been different. Story of my if, life. If I could have maybe avoided that accident or, or maybe I hadn't gotten sick, Maybe life would have been so different. Mm, you brought it home and it's not just what one, we huh? do or what happens to us. Listen. If the company hadn't laid me off, yeah, if my that. spouse hadn't have had that affair, Ooh. if my kids just weren't so rebellious, if my business partner, partner hadn't lied and cheated some of the clients, maybe life would have been different mm, heavy, for me. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think, wouldn't it be great you know, to have Superman appear, right? And you know in the movie how he, how he flew around the earth backwards, right? 
and I the actually mentioned that earlier tonight. And then time went watching back heroes. so Lois mm -hmm. Lane could live, right? Wouldn't that be great if you just had a Superman fly down and sometimes spin the world backwards just so he could just I did have it once. one more chance? But you know, if we I got really doing tired, it over it, again, it's but just hard. think, if we our sins, went back, our failures, the our again. accidents, Ugh, our decisions, the sins of others, the failures of others, the accidents of others, the decisions of others, these can all leave us feeling depressed, bitter, lonely, lost, ashamed, Amen. ugly, <laughs> scarred, Amen. unlovable. Dude, listen to those All of these and more sometimes leave us me asking the question, can I, can I have another chance, please? Mm. So while we are left to deal with the consequences of these actions, failures, sins, and decisions, and although we can't relive that moment and, and change the past, there is an opportunity for all of us to stake a claim towards a new future. I'm reading again. You know, more than once in my life, I found myself in that starting over place. Little Not did a fun I know place I would be two weeks later. <laughs> Possibly it's been a painful place for me, but I found it to be a necessary place. It's a necessary especially place. Especially if I Amen. want to move forward in my life. When I found forward? myself at that Actually, starting yes. over place, I discovered more about the real me. Shut that kid up. Not the, not the one, you know, the I've got everything together me or the put on the happy face me. It's been at those times that I've discovered who I really am. I've if, discovered more about myself. If only I knew what I was God talking about here. <laughs> the Bible calls this opportunity for starting over, for spinning again, for getting another chance. The Bible calls this grace. Oh, so reality check number four this week mm. is this. In real life, giving and receiving grace frees you to begin again. Giving and receiving grace frees you to begin again. Now, in looking like the for way defining I grace, I, I turned to Webster's <laughs> and, we I, and I read this. The, it says, uh -huh, it defines empty. grace as the unmerited love and favor of God toward man. And that nails it. That just nails it. Grace is getting something you really don't deserve. Grace is unearned. It is a true gift, one that cannot be repaid. But Reading the American again. culture, and largely at times the American church, we, we pay lip service to grace. Yeah. But, yeah. but we deny it in its practice. Because I was given a time frame. Our culture Did you resonates have to with such slogans as, before, and these yeah. are ones you're no, probably no, no, familiar no. with. Not on this one? There's no Not free on any lunch. of them, because I was good. no such thing Ooh, as a free lunch. that good. Wow. You get what you deserve in this life. God helps those that help themselves. Certainly give others what they deserve, but don't give them a penny more or an ounce more of your time. I think I'm saying this is what the and world says. And if these people I think. want help, if they really want help, you know what? They're just going to have Who's to earn it. that kid again? Does this church not have a nursery? This past they week, do, but I watched they don't a have movie enough volunteers. that touched me on so many <laughs> different levels. One scene particularly struck me. It illustrates the high cost of giving to others, Damn the you. high price of giving to those that we don't even know or particularly have a relationship with. It also illustrates the hopelessness that we sometimes feel and the need to, to feel this, to be willing to receive the pure gift of a second chance. God, what am I saying? In the movie Hotel Rwanda, oh, oh, Don Taylor plays a man Good named movie. Paul I play the who finds himself here. in a dreadful dreadful position. His country is descending into madness and he is forced to negotiate with these murderers to save You know the funny thing is, is 
you probably from, brought me the video clip like Forced five minutes before Paul the service was supposed to start. That there are lives right. of others. So right. I had to rush that and he's work not even hard. related to and doesn't even necessarily know. But we pretty much had to have a that movie clip for every service. Every service. Every service. So I'm going to play this clip here from Hotel Rwanda. It's pretty violent. There's like gunfire. But this is See how quick that came in? Very good, That was me on PowerPoint. Thank you. Oh, shit! We got Charlie everywhere. Left, right. This is a very important scene. I have them. I have them. I've got them. Tracer! Bitch, get there! Let me explain, sir. Only Josh can make fun of people's suffering. Shoot them. <laughs> Shoot them. Please. Did they not Don't turn off your that. mic? I think your feedback is. This is a great scene from that movie. But it's, it's kind of heavy for a church service, but I like that. Yeah, I like doing the. You you wanna pain? Why not? I like doing the scenes that nobody expected me to do. Yeah. Soon they will be worthless. This beats a Bruce Almighty. Take some money for your work. For the fifteenth time. Fifteenth. Twentieth. That and. Well, you know they got the new one coming out. So they're gonna use a lot of that. Sorry. You know, uh, I did notice that that uh, Sting got the back together. And they did yeah. a sting song that very next weekend. Thousand US. Yeah, that was like last weekend. Fifteen thousand yep. francs. A little for my sick wife to me, people. Take, take them. Every breath you take. <laughs> so, how long? This long clip. I don't know. Sorry, we can talk over it. But, but it, it was a good point. It happens every week. It's expected. I have more money. If you don't have a clip, well, that was the deal. Like I think I remember on this on this Somebody, week, I didn't is. want to do a clip, right. but I was told I needed. Well, you know what? That may be wrong. I shouldn't say that, but it was highly encouraged that I have some type of media. Media. Dude, that carne asada tonight gave me bad breath. Bad burps. This is enough for one cockroach. Yeah. Pick one. I will give you a hundred thousand francs for all of them. So basically, yeah, I think in this clip, what I'm trying to say is, the Mikulin, I can this get guy was willing to pay a high you price to save those in his life. And family. One hundred thousand francs. It's a good movie. I will get you the money. Depressing. You keep yep. them outside. It did make Please. me want to do something Please. about the refugees. I saw the Reno 911 movie this weekend. Yeah, that makes you want to do something about the refugees. Yes. <laughs> Wear short shorts and run around Miami. This is one goddamn long clip. <laughs> you got this clip, okay? Man. Shit. See, and we're missing the best part, which is me talking. Yeah, this is just boring. The, the rest of it's entertaining <laughs> and moving. I know, because your stuff doesn't. You can go. You can go. Oh. Thank you, Paul. Oh. 
That's the cook. Thank you, Paul. Now I'm back. Thank you, Paul. A sincere yet simple expression of gratitude Thank for you, a Steve. life that was paid with a very high price. So how do I receive grace? See the way I tied that on? How do I receive grace? Thank you. Not everybody can do that. How many of you remember um, your childhood? Now, what's funny is some of you actually raised your hands like, like uh, you know, how many of you don't remember your childhood? Maybe a better question. Uh, uh, unless you you're just an amnesiac, you know, here today. Um, most of us <laughs> do remember that childhood. Uh, but for some of you, it's going to take a while to think back. So I'll just wait. Not of that, church. So go ahead. Think back. Well, well, maybe we'll just stop at the teenage years. That way we don't have to wait so long. Think back to those teenage years, right? Uh, I, I, say, I um, think that sets the stage. That mindset of a, oh, well. of a young teenager uh, will set the stage for this story, this familiar story found in Luke 15. Luke 15. Got to the Bible, finally. Where Jesus talks about one of the most favorite stories of many people, the prodigal son. He tells the story of a man I'm who had two sons, son and the younger again? one said to his so father, funny. Father, give me my share of the estate. Interesting, and so huh? the father hmm. divided hmm. the share. Not much teaching going on, huh? Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, yeah. and he set yeah. off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth in wild living. he used living. any of my message. Probably. And after he had spent everything, there this was is, a severe famine in that whole country, and he Steve. began to be in need. Not so he Bad went Steve, and he, he, and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything to eat. Hmm. When he came to his senses, he said, how message. many of my father's hired men have food to spare? I don't know. And here I am, it's starving so funny to, to hear death. you with like that preacher I voice. I out and go back to my father and say <laughs> to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven church people. Yeah. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. I do. I got that speaker voice so on. So yeah. he got That's up so and he went to his father. And so he got up and but went to his father. he was still a long way off, his father saw him. And was filled with compassion for him. It's so weird. And he ran to his son. See, he just he threw his arms that. around him. This is just sales, dude. It's drama. The son yeah, said, it's, Father, it's to entice you into that feeling and against that you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Let me get you. Let me grab you into this emotion. To his servant, Listen quick, to my voice. Bring the best the, robe we have. Put it on No him. one ever speaks like this. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. It's a joke. Bring the fattened calf and let's kill it. Let's have a feast. Let's have a party. A party! For this son of mine was dead. <laughs> he's alive again. He was lost and now he he's found. Lost and now he's <laughs> you found you had a little vibrato. Lost. <laughs> like, what was when you were that teenager, okay, wait, or that young with, adult, that do you remember messing you things it. up really good in your life? Really, you remember, really good. Where you just mess things up. And some of you were, I would have said, you know, fuck I'm seeing things this, up. So this. I know I'm not alone <laughs> yeah. in this. You know, you, where you dug a hole that you thought, I can never get out of this. How am I going to ever tell my parents? They're going to kill me. That I masturbate. So you found yourself <laughs> rehearsing your speech. Yeah, baby. That's Maybe hilarious. for some of you, it was you're just trying to make the story sound believable. But whatever, you, you were rehearsing and you're polishing it, making sure you got it just right <laughs> to explain why you did what you did. Wow. You know, I have one such story. I have one After such story. After two years in, in junior college, I have one where such I received story. straight A's, I must add. This I moved is, out of the house. This is called the funny personal anecdote. Moved, go moved ahead. across town ahead, to go Steve. to the four-year school to finish up my degree. 
Now, at that time, I was working full-time at a church as a youth pastor, but mom was helping with the bills and, and, and the school costs, and I got a little lazy. I got a little lazy. I mean, I know it's not like me, you know, but I did. And uh, I got a little comfortable, and I got busy at work, and I got busy with my job and busy with my ministry at the church. So I, I missed the class. It was oh, simple darn. enough. I this missed is it, actually pretty funny. You know, and, and, um, and then, okay, so then I missed I'll shut the another up. class. And, and then one more, and pretty soon, as, as life got busier with my job and, and everything, I, I missed a mini classes, and I just started missing. As a matter of fact, a you know, I'm thinking at that time, you know, I already know what I'm going to do with my life. I, I, I pretty much know everything they're teaching me at this Bible college. I, I pretty much know pretty much everything. I mean, heck, I'm 21, right? I know it all. All right? So about midway through that semester, I just stopped going. I just stopped. I didn't say anything to anyone. I just stopped. And I thought, certainly, the Christian college will understand my absence and and me quitting because I, I am receiving a higher calling from the Lord to serve Him. Certainly they'll understand this and, and excuse my absences and just ignore them, basically. And then the grades arrived. Not to my apartment, mind you, but, but to my mom's house, who, of course, was paying the bills. Four Fs. Not a withdrawal, not an incomplete Four Fs. Four Fs. to hear this. <laughs> of course, I, I soon added a fifth to that F when I found out. And, and my mom added a sixth. And she called me the biggest fool. She called me the biggest fool she'd ever seen. Now, the younger son in this story that was pretty, of the prodigal really son finds himself in a much because more I dire situation the than F I did word, with four Fs. Which tickled them in church. He's... He's oh. clamoring for his life. His decision was a life and death decision. I added a fifth S. And after boldly taking his early inheritance <laughs> and, and his early retirement, he heads off. And man, does, does he live it up. He, you know, in my opinion, he must have gone to Vegas because I've had this experience before in going to that city, that mm. sinful, awful, terrible city. Which I love so much. Horrible place <laughs> where when I arrived there, my pocket has money in it, and within a few minutes, it's gone. Zilch, nada, zippo, nothing. And this is where the prodigal son found his life. Squandering his whole inheritance. So he goes looking for work. Squatting what? But since he's unskilled and uneducated, there aren't a lot of jobs for him. <laughs> except at the local Pigs R Us, where he finds See, Pigs R Us. You are so gay, dude. <laughs> cheesy, cheesy. So within a matter of... A few days, you weeks, are the local that green pasture that he was looking for certainly is beginning to look browner and browner. So he decides to head home. He decides to head home and he hopes Whatever. to beg his father for forgiveness. So he rehearses his story. He rehearses it well. He polishes it. He gets the lines down. Pulsing. But he doesn't even get a chance to deliver it. Because in verse 20, we see this. See this? While he was a long way off, oh, a long way off, his father I'm saw him. Practicing for TVN right now. He yeah. was filled with compassion, compassion for his son, and so he yeah, ran but to him. You know what I he hear? He ran that? to him. He got up and ran it's, to his son. I think you were trying he to sound arms like around the him, senior pastor, right and he there. kissed him. Nah, uh, I, I myself you know, I I never that. wanted to sound like that. I need that, no, don't you? I think a little bit. Don't you need that compassion? Someone to throw your arms around them, around you. To love you in spite of your Maybe failings, your unmerited, like you unearned know. love. Maybe. And here's you know the what truth. I mean? Like, here's the truth maybe. of the Trying matter. Trying to fit in. Sure. Yeah. There is nothing fit you the can normal do mold of or the not stage. do 
that can make God love you any more or less. In other words, fake as hell. Right now. Listen, I'm going to repeat it. That's on your outline. It's a good point. Right there, if you look, if you read it. Say it one more time, Steve. You know, as I read it again. Yeah. Let these words sink into your life. There is nothing you can do or not do that can make God love you any more or any less than he does right now. (laughs) You know, it's so funny now, because I'm so predictable repentant. to myself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for what he did. He's, he's coming home because he's hungry and he needs help. Uh, and God's grace isn't a reward for his faithfulness. It isn't an honor we receive because we pray daily. I swear to God I haven't listened to this since I preached it and I knew exactly what <laughs> I was going to As a matter of fact, it. we are unable, I'm gonna get we are beer. unable <laughs> to win the I'll be talking when you get back. Right. <laughs> we are unable to win the approval of God because we already have it. We already have it. And that's grace. Now, it's hard for me, and it's hard for you probably, to wrap our brains around this truth. I said hard. (laughs) But it's still true. We love others conditionally. We love other people conditionally. So we can't fathom the Father in this story. We just can't understand it. I mean, He doesn't give the Son a lecture. You know, He doesn't run to Him and then stop, take Him by the shoulders, and give Him a lecture. Now, you know, son... What, what you did was horrible. This is me play-acting. And I just don't understand why you would do that to me and your brother and the rest of the family. So I just want you to understand what you've done. And I want you to get it through your thick head that if you ever do that again, there will be no more second chances. So come on home. You idiot. Get in the door. You fuck up. Yeah. He doesn't talk to him about the consequences of his actions. You know, because of what you've done, we've lost half the inheritance. Because of that, there's going to be heavy consequences, my son. Now get inside. Idiot. He doesn't point to the other sibling and say, look at your brother. Look at your brother. He stayed here and he worked hard for me and he didn't do anything you wrong. Know how many he wasn't times I've heard at all. this. What I want you to do is ask yourself oh, one question. People. Why can't you be more like your brother? And this is very unique. There was none of that. This is like none you've he ever heard. He doesn't work out sure. a repayment plan. Okay, here, son, here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend some time. You're going to work in the fields. Wow, uh, this is, this is church shop, doing and, uh, church. Pay this off. Totally and, and, uh, different. About, um, I, don't I mean, know, this is crazy. This is revolutionary. Years. That's what we'll do. We'll work it off. Wow. As good as no, I am, there's no it guilt. sucks. No shame. Yeah, I've heard I mean, this. I've grace. heard this since, you know. And so there are actually no I like steps I can give you this morning to receive the grace of God. It's still boring. Because it's just not possible. To give you myself. a step-by-step way to receive Dude, God's but grace. imagine this, like... In, well, it's your journey, I was going to say, mine. imagine it in the bar. There's no But if you were in the bar, list. I'd be throwing my do empty first, do this at next. Well, at Just least it'd be way. different if... Brennan Manning says in the Ragmuffin Gospel, Ragmuffin he says it this gospel. way, he says, Though lip service is paid to grace, many Christians live as if only personal discipline and self-denial will mold the perfect me. The emphasis is on what I do Josh, put the PowerPoint rather slide than up. on what God is doing. Where's the fucking PowerPoint slide? Uh, where is <laughs> Our it? Our huffing and puffing to impress go. God. Our scrambling <laughs> yeah, much. for brownie points. That's happened plenty of Our time. thrashing about trying to fix ourselves while hiding our pettiness and wallowing in guilt are nauseating to God hmm. and are a flat denial of the gospel of grace. Our probably... huffing and puffing to impress God to make ourselves look better in his eyes, to earn his approval, wallowing in guilt and shame. These things are nauseating to God. That's probably a good quote. But and are a denial of his grace. I, shall, I probably should have just stood up and read that quote and got off the stage. It's a lot like the story I, <laughs> I heard. And our approach is the, to the Christian life is, 
is as ridiculous <laughs> you know? as a yeah. enthusiastic young man who had just received his plumber's license and, and then went on a trip to visit Niagara Falls. Witty funny story coming He's up. He's standing there and observing these waters flowing wildly over the falls. Just gallons and gallons of water unleashed across the falls. Unleashed wow. gallons and, and gallons of water. Goes, well, you know, I think I can fix this. <laughs> Remember, there is nothing to fix. <laughs> Come home as you are, smelling of, of pig food. Did you and get all. it? The plumber thought he there could is no fix guilt, Niagara Falls. There is no shame, <laughs> just grace. God, that just was one gift. of those sermonillustrations.com. Truth yes. is, <laughs> grace is there for the receiving. All we have to do Turn is Turn off your freaking cell phone. Fuck you. Didn't grace you see the slide? Grace is there for the receiving. <laughs> Didn't all you read your program? It's in there plainly. It is. Accept it. Take your children under five the to the nursery to and turn off your goddamn cell phone. If you look at the story, the father dismisses Bitch. his speech. And the father God Cock. is saying to you today, spin again. Oh. But we have hesitation. We say, wait, that's not fair. I don't deserve it. I Sorry. need to do something. I said, GD. I need to change. I need that. to clean myself up. I'm too ashamed, GD. God. Look at what I've done. No, no. Grace is yours. You just take it. That's a GD. Just the like, action is this. turn off your GD cell phones. We like, need to receive like grace as if our life depends on it. I don't like saying GD. Because it really does. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. Receive so, grace as everybody. if our life depends on it. Josh missed that. Because it really He's does. so used to me saying it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? How do we about? receive that grace? By simply saying yes to God. All you do is say yes. You don't even have to ask. It's waiting there for you. And we're going to do that right now. Ooh, for some of you, action step. you may have never had that opportunity for the first time to say yes to God's grace in your life. I'm going to give an now invitation. For, With all for, heads bowed down. No, this is my invitation. accepting him and Check saying it out. just yes to God for the grace he's offering you. This you haven't had a chance to do that. Or maybe you have, and, and yet life has been kind of rocky right now. I'm going to ask so-and-so and so to, to come sing right now. accept God's grace right now. Oh, you There's are. nothing you have Here to do. Go. Just say yes Just to God. Yes. And we're going to do that right now. Christian Just, is going to come play a song. Mm -hmm. And as he does, you may be in a prayerful attitude. You may sing along. But I'm just asking you to consider right now saying yes to God. Here it is, your offer what of song salvation. You, you know, if you did that this morning, oh, said yes to it. God's grace and forgiveness in your life for Just the first time. As I'm so excited I for you. And, no, I, and I'd like you that. to share that with me. Just take the canyon card that you yeah. have. And if you Feedback. want to at some point in the service, just write, got it. I got it. Oh, well. You know? on the card and I'll know what you mean and, and we'll have somebody contact you this week just to encourage you I'm not going to send somebody knock into your door and talk to you for we a might. long time we just want to encourage you and let you know that we're praying for you and, and we're so happy that you made, made a decision, decision to say yes say to yes God's to God grace God and for forgiveness time. let us know that would you please now the reality check number four said in real life giving and receiving grace frees wow, you to that's begin not again enough. So it wasn't enough grace, that you said it begin again, but so does giving grace so that's giving receiving grace. grace. Now I'm going to give you to begin grace. again. It's a cycle in our lives oh, of receiving and giving. So how do I give grace? Rece well, giving you, grace is a natural outflow of a person When you receive grace, you can give it. it. Those of us that have received God's grace naturally consider ourselves as full of grace people. And so we have a tendency to want to give that grace to others. But what type of grace do we give and, and to whom? Well, there's a story earlier in, in the chapter, Another chapter story. 15 of Luke, that it's one of my favorites in the Bible. Take for the way drink. it demonstrates the essence of God's love for us. 
And we really need beer in church. Yeah, <laughs> this one's hard for me to comment on. To others. Yeah. It's a story of redemptive grace. However, this story doesn't seem to make much sense in, in the world I live in. Let's look at Luke 15, it's easy to verses 3 through 7. <laughs> I feel like a dick in that if I make fun of passage, someone else. Jesus tells the story of a shepherd that has a hundred sheep. Yet in the night, Wait. one of the sheep slips oh, away and, sheep. and can't be found. I, li I like this story. Risking 99 obedient and safe sheep, the shepherd leaves them in the open country. See, I like this passage. Where they could be lost or, or worse, injured and killed. Why, why does he leave the 99? Yeah, but think about the story. One think about the story. He so he find. leaves the obedient sheep. The wayward so sheep that didn't have enough the church. To stay Where the fuck has Jesus been right now in my life? <laughs> like, that adventurous sheep, the lost sheep that wanted to see what was on the other side of that hillside. I'm on the other side right now. The rebellious sheep that didn't want to be part of the herd. The shepherd risks them all to save the one. Yeah, but when he finds his little lost sheep, he puts it on his shoulders and he carries it gently home. Back to the then church. Then he calls all his friends to tell them to come and celebrate. And he throws a party. Hmm. But what happened to the other 99? We're not told. I've always assumed <laughs> they were okay, sheep but aside. we're not told that. Sheep aside. But it oh really doesn't gosh. matter. The essence of this story is in the value of the one and not the 99. And huh. see, that's, that's my thing. Now, from my viewpoint. I love that. In the world that I live in now, the shepherd is very irresponsible. He is very irresponsible. His decision to chase the one and put the 99 at risk is in, on its face, you know, inexcusable and, and unintelligent. And my point of what this... What he does just doesn't make sense. Is, remember, I'm starting you know, stupid church people. If the people. shepherd was, were my son, I would scold him for poor judgment. And I'm pretty passionate about reaching out to people that to have left the church. Look for the one. That's kind of my passion. Jesus and I've shared that with the pastor at this point. He says and this. that's why Stupid Church People started. In verse 7. It was in about the same reaching way, the one. There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Of course, it, the wrong, you know, it, the it's assuming the people that are more leave excited the flock about are sinners, sinners than self righteous which saints. Which I don't agree with. Self righteousness doesn't lead the angels to sing. So who are, who are the lost sheep? Who are the lost sheep in my life? Maybe it's neighbors, co-workers, friends, family members. Well, those are the obvious first choices and good ones. But also it's people we don't know. People that don't look like us. People that don't live in our neighborhood. People that don't have our color of skin or our education. They also need this revolutionary grace. There are people whose lives literally depend on your grace and my grace, the giving of our grace and what we've received. Now, I've not even talked about leading Revolutionary to grace. I'm just talking about grace. Giving that type of grace just doesn't make sense. It's, it's actually not good business. It's irresponsible. It reeks of poor, poor judgment. It just doesn't add up. What it does do, though, is give everything it has to help the little lost sheep find its way home. In preparing for this week's talk on grace, I, mm, I put I some posts on, on, on my website that, that I have, and, and I received some responses A reference from to people, Super and people. one wow. particularly stood out, and I thought I'd share it with you. And this is cool. This Listen, person wrote, this is a good you know how hum humbled I am at the grace that God has poured on me. 
And I have a really hard time believing that anyone could be celebrating over me. This is a comment? Mm -hmm. So I often feel more like I should be scolded or punished and that everyone is looking down at me. It seems like it's taking me a long time to understand the concept of grace. And so this is why we must keep giving it to people. Actually, it was this an email I got off of one of my posts. People, to remind them over and over and over again of how much God loves them. And this is when the I thought the this. church actually, I mean, the Grace website actually might have a giving. chance. Because <laughs> I got all an email. Have to do is share like, it. oh my gosh, people read it. It is there for the giving. All we have to do is share it. In last week's message, John spoke of a changed life and what that looked like. And he asked us the question, what will you do? He asked me, Steve, what will you do? Steve, and that is the what decision will you we do? have to make. Even today. I will start a website and leave the church within three months. You see, evidence <laughs> of my changed life is for me and to you will not reach from out to comfort me. to significance. I will start a website, I will lose my family, and I will... <laughs> no, I mean... Moving from know. comfort uh, to significance. Just, it, yeah, those, I was reading this week... I didn't know I was about to go into a In one book, patch. and it was talking about the need to move from institutional grace to individual grace. The idea being that it's very easy to write a check to an organization to help people. But we can remain impersonal about that. It's very easy to really start a website. To begin to make some personal connections. I know that's what everybody's going to say now. Steve, helping. listen to yourself. No, no, no. Fuck it. They, they can write a check in to me. 25, he said this. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Oh, sorry. Message. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and so you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. But we need, we, what he didn't say was, take he didn't action. say this, I was hungry, and so you gave at the local food drive. Or I was a stranger, and so you sent money to the local, local homeless shelters. Or I needed clothes, and so you went by Started a website telling a people things. about clothes. See, that's what people or are going to say Or I was sick, now. and so you donated to the United so I Way. I get it. I mean, I understand how people say I, I was in prison, action. and so you supported it. prison fellowship. But this is what now, I'm doing right now. all those things are back good. Back off. And everything I've mentioned are Fuck good you. things to do. Maybe I'll do something different But later. we should go above that. Maybe. I should go above that. And I was convicted this week that I need to do that. That I need to also mix in a little personal contact. Now, I'm not sure what that looks like. Going but I kind of came up with a, a grace-giving 101 for us with real today. loose broad. Right from <laughs> this passage in Matthew 25. Just kidding. And it's this. Not Feed so the hungry. Feed the hungry. Welcome the stranger. I thought you were going to say stripper. Clothe <laughs> the, stripper. the naked. <laughs> clothe the stripper. <laughs> Care Don't clothe them. for the sick. God, I sound so... Yeah. Visit the disenfranchised. Listen to the pauses. Visit the disenfranchised. Us? Visit the disenfranchised. You see, Grace Giving 101... See, I'm talking about stupid church people right there. <laughs> really is, a, is about this next action step. I'm tying the it in. action of... Give grace as if others' lives depend on it. Because they really do. Except to Benny Give Hinn. grace as if others' lives depend on it. Because they really do. No, others no, need don't. your grace. No, they don't. You're bringing it home. Others right need what you have to What's offer. That? You're really bringing it home. Others right? need Working. what you have received Working from hard. God. Working on their hearts. 
But how can I make this personal? Misogyny. How can maybe. I really make this personal? How can you make it And this personal, has been my Steve? challenge this week in thinking about how do I make this personal in Let's my life? Let's find out, shall we? How do I challenge you to make it personal in your life? Well, here are some suggestions. And I, oh, I just call you. them my ideas for a personal grace manifesto. That's what you call Whoa. them, huh? <laughs> Short, One, simple. And, and these first couple are, are here. here something you can do here at Canyon Hills. Join the hands-on team here at Canyon Hills. You know, one of the things they do is actually not only collect things and, and, and uh, put things together for us to give to, which is wonderful, but I'm the hands-on team actually takes it to people, actually delivers Should it, I actually it? interacts with people on a personal level. And that's a great, that's why it's called, hence, you know, hands-on. Okay? No, and so that's what they that. do. Get involved with that team. Find out how you can do more. There. And get involved maybe in the next Project Mexico. Years. You know, we have over 100 people like from a our church this weekend yes. down in Mexico. And they're actually building homes for families. Hey, I like who, some of the things the church did. There is good things. Didn't have a there home. are good things there. Didn't and have I don't a have a problem with that. thing about this but project, this Mexico, I went for the first time. People from will be handing keys like over. Because I wasn't part of their team. Oh, you're a little whiny, baby. From foundation to, to rooftop in a weekend to a brand new home. I'm just saying. That's know, amazing. That's a miracle. That's not just some miracle you read about. They did build homes. And that's homes a miracle that's happening right now. And they a lot treated of our people like are shit. part of that. Mm -hmm. Get involved in Project Mexico. Uh, another simple way here is, is I, was, I was thinking, is Kids Club. You know, one of Jesus' <gasps> most precious things was children. Need a volunteer. He said, you this know, if we minister to children, we understand the, the kingdom of God. It's all sales. But I was asked. Maybe get involved in Kids Club. And I know there's always areas there for me or you. You know, this was me buying into the church and just doing what I knew would make people happy. One idea I read was maybe to walk around our neighborhoods, getting to know those on the two streets, you know, over oh. from us, maybe behind us and in front of us How or you, around us. Oh, that's so Gathering nice. information Hi, for a local uh, community so directory. No, now, no, the no. cool it's thing about me. this Listen. is you could put together a list of, of talents or skills that the people around you have. Dude, you are so you know, and, I'm and quite so honestly, passionate. this is the selfish like, part of this. this but, really but, you know, I mean, I, I can't fix anything around my house, all right? So I would have a list of names of plumbers and, you know, um, guys that what can the fix fences or whatever, you know, that can help me out, right? And I'm sure I could help them out, maybe. Do something if they called me, needed maybe something fixed. I could maybe Dude, watch them gay. and encourage them along the way to, to keep working harder. This is but, bad. But this, yeah. um, no, what would be great this is, is, the is not only that, but then we get to know these people around us, putting together this little directory <laughs> you. so that when there's events throughout <laughs> the year, perfect, maybe dude. we just organize uh, little events, Christmas parties or Halloween, uh, you know, uh, a block uh, party on 4th of July. Uh, <laughs> what a way to begin so to reach sorry. out and give grace and show grace and interact with it real just people that we were a part on either street of you. We're that not just making this thing. shit up. Another simple yet personal thing to do is simple. Compassion International, a, a place huh? where you can go sponsor a child. Okay. Now, I know that's sending a check Spon to somebody, but it's actually a child that you can look at and uh, get you sponsor look that at? one child. What, and you get to know that they child and watch you them and you put on your refrigerator? And interact with letters. That's at least a good starting place for some of us. Sorry, Something I got that my head down easy. It costs yeah, about 30 bucks a month. You can check that out. Another thing is, do you have somebody that you meet with that needs grace. You're aware that this person Josh. needs yes, grace in their did. life. They're stumbling. They're bumbling. They're Josh. not so sure bumbling? where they're headed. <laughs> and it's maybe a coworker, a neighbor, they're somebody at the gym that bumbling. you've met. Just somebody that's like a sports you meet with on a regular bumbling, basis bumbling. that needs the outpouring oh, of God's grace in your so life. Sorry. Are you doing that? I'm are you doing dude, that? So ashamed maybe they don't right even now. go to this church, and, and hopefully they don't. It's somebody outside the so four walls that you don't know here. Somebody that you can meet with. I could put up and, with all the other stuff, but this and is share God's really grace with them. And finally, maybe finally, for you this finally, morning, this is a great God. starting off place for you to see a need and meet a need. Mm. You go, I know there's a need in this part of our community. 
And I want to meet it. And so you get together some like-minded people and you organize it. What needs to be done in the community? This just what sounds is so there bad. that needs? But to go exist. to your so church this week and listen people, to this. Maybe it's a they do this ministry, at your church. Wherever you go to church, this is what they do. And it's very painful. Community that are shut-ins or a hospice ministry to minister to people that are sick. And you know um, you're not going to do any of it. What would that be? What would that look like? Just shut up. You but should have ended grace, it 15 how? minutes ago. Well, it's by taking action, by bastard. moving from comfort to significance. Moving from comfort to significance. I just we want to be comfortable. So you're not significant if you're As we begin to give no, grace in our lives. I want lives. to be comfortable. So I'm going to NFL challenge you to do Sundays. that right now, to respond to this concept of not only receiving grace as we did earlier, but now giving again. So Christian is going to come back up. Oh, another song. He's going to sing another song. And if you're willing to start giving grace... In a personal and powerful way. Those were some lame-ass actions to jerk off. Commit to God that you will give it. That you I want will a chance to redo this message as you have, as <laughs> you have received that. it. Uh, Christian. Christian. Committed yourself to oh, uh, during that song. Why don't you just write on that Canyon card. Oh, one uh, more give time it. with the Canyon but card. You're, you're committed to giving it. And uh, that'll let me know that uh, I think some I got of you four cards. have made that decision this one morning. One was my that wife. Would be very powerful and encouraging. And uh, one we'll also pray for you as you give the grace that you received. Let's just pray right now. To and I want to hear your to, prayer. Uh, oh. Continue to work in our lives this okay. message of His okay, grace. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you. We thank you so much uh, for your message of grace, your unmerited love mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And Is to there just a praise Jesus? Help us begin to understand that we can't earn it. We can't do this. This is where you re-preach the message. To please you. Yep. Summarize. In such a way that you will love us more. But God, you love us completely. Help us understand your complete love. And then help us to share that with those around us. What a douchebag. We thank you for your grace in our lives. Thank you for giving us the opportunity Not to you, spend Jesus, again me. each and every day. In Amen. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, one thing that I remembered as I'm listening to this was I remember you preparing for this message. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me that you're going to make a change, you're going to do this differently, and you're going to make a point, a stupidchurchpeople.com point, invoke action. And the greatest part is your action steps at the end. It's like, dude, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you're, such a you're still pointing them towards all the Christian action points. Yeah, I, I think I tried to, I did try to move away from that a little bit by telling them, you know, um, go around to your neighbors, get to know your neighbors. But, but you know, here's the deal. I was so still entrenched in the church that I had no idea at the time how to reach people that weren't. Exactly. And, and I had no clue that, that, I mean, I could do things really differently. Like, I think different would be going around, meet your neighbors, find out what they like to do. Do a like, party. You hit just the tip of the iceberg there. I you mean, were getting close, but yeah. it's not totally there because you still have that hidden agenda. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, what kind of, what kind of, what was it that you said? Like, oh, find out what, what type of jobs they can do or whatever, where we can help <laughs> each other Are out. Are you looking to like get a, pl- find a plumber near you? <laughs> well, no, you know, there was that whole concept that I had about if we could, if we could find out the people around us and the things they could do, you know, we could help each other out. You know, it's just lame. It's a community it idea. Yeah. It was lame. And, and I think it's about not, not really having a clue of what it's like living life outside the church. Um, I don't know. I, I my conversations are so different now. Yeah, I can't even imagine having a conversation like that. It's weird hearing your voice talk like that again. Because I know I've heard it plenty of times before, sure. 
and it's just not reality anymore. <laughs> you know, where it's just and and it's refreshing to know that that isn't you know what your reality is. But what's weird is we accepted it as a reality that people had kind of two sides. The state Given, yeah. that that you had a stage side when you'd get up in front of speak of the, in, yeah. in front of the kids. I had a stage side when I'd get up in front of people, uh-huh. and we all had a uh, stage side. Well, yeah, and, it's just that that church little fake mask and face you put on. Where, hey, right. how you doing? Great. Oh, dude, right. that, that's awesome. You know, hey, the, can I pray for you right now? That'd be great. <laughs> no, or it's me getting up on stage, and instead of just talking like this right now that I'm talking to you, I would go, "Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Canyon Hills Church." And uh, well, da, 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 and I did it because I did lots of uh, well, no, not lots. They didn't put me up there too many times, well, but a couple know, of uh, the welcomes. Now we know why. And I'd be like. <laughs> Hey everybody! Hey, how you doing? You know, I put on. Hey, Josh is in front of a large group of people. You know, yeah. voice and the way I just acted. <laughs> Josh is the goofy youth pastor. Hey, be funny. Hey, here we go. Look at me. I'm dancing. <laughs> you know, but the, you know, I played it, and I think I played it well. And I, th- I think if everybody went to church, and and maybe that's just what we expect, and maybe that's the whole point about getting up on stage is that we become a different type of person. And I think if everybody went to church this week and, and saw it for what it was for, for once, I mean, maybe we just accept it so much that, yeah. that it is a play of sorts that we're playing church, that it's a, that it's a stage that it's a, you know, you get the drama and you got the music and you've got all this stuff and everybody's so it's so self-important, you know, yeah. um, it's you know, and people make okay. Maybe the podcast is a little bit self indulgent, obviously, but we're just having a dialogue. We're you know, and we whether people listen or not is up to them. Well, the difference is we have people that just completely hate us and disagree with us and voice their concerns in, in a public way. Right, that's true. With the church, you can't do that. You know, if someone disagrees, because. I'd say every church has someone who disagrees with something and they storm off leaving the church. Right. But the, my point is that the church never hears about it. They just go out the back door. They go out the back door and the church makes sure that no one else knows about it. And, and you know, I had some people that went to this church, this very church, just last weekend. And, and what's interesting about it, and I don't know the facts, and maybe I'm wrong, but I asked because they used to attend this church. I said, did you see really, was it more crowded? Was it, or was it about the same number of people? Mm-hmm. And it was about the same number of people. Mm-hmm. But they added, I saw a whole bunch of new faces. I saw a whole bunch of new people that I'd never seen before, you know, over a year ago or whatever. And my point was, that's because the old faces are going out the back door. Exactly. And it's just a revolving door situation. And here's the deal. And, and I'm not blaming this church for that. What I'm saying is we've created a consumer mentality and it's the church's fault for that. It's, yeah. it's this church's fault. It's that whole philosophy of church. Exactly. We've created this consumer mentality where people shop for churches and they settle at a church for a certain amount of time until it doesn't please them anymore and then they move on. Now, what's different is you and I bowed out of the whole consumer thing completely exactly except that i'm gonna be selling t-shirts here soon. <laughs> well i mean i mean as far as church shopping exactly you know exactly. i decided not to church shop i mean i did that the last time i left the church and it finally ended up i didn't church shop i just stopped going and i ended up at a church because i knew people that went there but the point is i think that there's this consumer mentality that we've created and and that's what churches do it's it's a revolving door policy and and they're not really growing they're just kind of a holding 
place for people to pass. Yeah. It's kind of a pass-through place. And then you've got that 10% or 20% of people that are diehard, stay there, hell or high water, yep. believe in the vision, da-da-da-da, whatever that vision is, and, and support that. And for those people, good for them. And for the people that pass through there, good for you. Uh, and I would never dissuade or, or, or discourage anyone from being a part of that church. And we've talked about this. People that yeah. go to church at your work, you don't sit there and we don't try to evangelize people. It, that's that's a, what, what, how did you just say that? What? Revangelize? <laughs> no, I said evangelize, but you're drunk a little. No, but like, <laughs> maybe I heard devangelize. Like, try and get them away from their church. No, you're right. I, we don't try and do that at all. You know, no. even even in the secular world, you know, at my job, I have people tell me, hey, I think I'm going to go to church again. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's great. A, Do it. It's so funny. I had a friend of mine, uh, my buddy, my office mate, shared with me yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, yet last week. He goes, hey, Steve. And he knows what I used to do the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, Steve, uh, I went to church this weekend. And I go, cool. And he goes, yeah. tell me about it. And he told me. And so yesterday he goes... Uh, so yesterday he goes, uh, or today, whatever, he said, uh, guess what? I went to church again this Sunday. I really like that church. He goes, you should check it out, man. And and it's cool. Can I, I can know? guess which one it was. No, I don't think he can. Really? But anyway, he he just, it's in it's in Newport or something. I don't think it's. Oh, okay. Then anyway. I, he you just, know what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he said he said that, and, and uh, there was somebody else in the office, and he was going, you should check it out. So he's kind of oh, like wow. evangelizing us. But yep. the point is, he's just like, I'm a churchgoer. I'm a churchgoing man. Yep. And he was kind of proud of himself because he's about to have a baby, and he and his wife are getting interested in spiritual things, and they think, you know, they're starting their family. Definitely. And, and that's Definitely. the time that you check those things out. But anyway, uh, yeah, you're thinking, we don't go around and try to talk people out of going to church. Never. Um, so, anyway. The, you know, and... I, I don't even think I start preaching to them, you know, like I, if anything, I say, Hey, just make sure you, you research everything. Yeah. Look into everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't really say experience everything. Right. You know, don't, don't just sit there. Let, you know, if you're going to go, you know, actually be involved. Right. I encourage that because it's like, that's where you're going to learn if it's right for you or not. Well, one of the things, Yes. And one of the things in talking about disagreeing, and I think it's really important, is that um, in in leaving this situation, I remember talking back and saying that one of the things I enjoyed it about enjoyed about the blog world, and one of the things I I think is 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 very powerful about it, is that people can go on there and disagree with us. They can challenge us, and and that's one of the things you don't typically do in a church. You typically don't challenge the leadership. You don't, you don't just come out and go, you know what? You really suck this weekend. Why did you have to go? Those last few points, you know, nobody says that because they don't want to hurt your feelings or exactly. came up to me after the message and said that was boring as hell. And probably a lot of people felt like the last yeah. part, especially it went too long. Oh yeah. Nobody's going to say that. They're just going to quietly walk away. They're going to get in their car and they're going to be driving home going, what'd you think of the message? And they're going to, you know what? It was okay. It was a little long at the end, you know, whatever. They're going to say that to each other. That's because the spirit wasn't speaking through you. But one of the powers <laughs> of the internet is the ability, a little bit of anonymity. And you can say, you know what? 
your post was too long or I totally disagree with what you said or, you know, some people come on my, on my blog and just say, you're a fucking idiot, basically. Yeah, well, we, we have a couple haters and we just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or okay. we don't, or I don't, or I challenge them and then, you know, it doesn't really matter and, and whatever. But I'm just saying that in the church, you don't do that. Exactly. And I, and I think we should be able to. I think you should freak out your pastor this week and if he sucks, email him and say, you know what, that part in your you message suck ass. sucked. You big sucker, mother sucker, <laughs> mother, mother sucker. I don't know. Okay, hey, you can do a mother sucker if you want. No, I'm just saying that I think you should stand up, people. Yeah, I think I just ended the podcast with stand up, people. No, I th- you did. <laughs> Is that like a Bob Marley stand up, get up, stand up for <laughs> your rights? rights. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, stand up. Yep. Anyway. Hey, I'll smoke pot with you. Yeah, let's <laughs> no, do it. Is it 420 yet? Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> Is it 420? So, anyway. Uh, so, no, I I, uh, I like the podcast. And I, I, I hope people are as bored as we were with the message I just spoke. Yeah. And uh, they are as bored with the commentary. As well. Yeah. Because maybe we actually. Perfect. Life imitating art or whatever. It yeah. Because maybe we're just as boring as the past preacher. Well, we can't remember our number to give us a call. Oh yeah, so we wanted to encourage so you to I give us a call. Find it. It's so call somewhere. Josh's cell phone nine four nine. Hey, back the fuck up. Two five nine. Oh, you son of a bitch! Okay, leave it at that. Don't you dare! And I will figure delete it out. this shit. Nine four nine two five nine, and then start with start with one 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 or zero 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 one. Okay, yeah. and, and if you can dial Josh's if number this week, if you can figure it out, dude, Josh I, will give you five hundred dollars. Five hundred, dude. I'll check this out. I'll give you. We're going to be putting out t-shirts here soon. I will give you a free t-shirt and bumper sticker. How about that? <laughs> no. If you can find out my my cell phone number, let's give him one more digit: two five nine. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay, so they make it zero 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 one zero 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 two. Exactly. 000, if you can figure out my cell phone number. It's done. You know, I work for a cell phone company. I can just change it, dude. <laughs> That's right. But uh, That's right. Anyway, and my number is 235. Wait a second. You son of a bitch. Oh, no. That's somebody else's number. Sorry. <laughs> just a second. Let's see. Here. My number is 649-636. Wait. Crap. That's I, it. 949-636. Okay. It's uh, 949-636. <laughs> See, I even gave him more. I okay. said, so that could be anything. That could be six or seven. So good luck. Seven. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, are we done? I'm going to kick your ass now because now they only got to go 7001. Seven, they, they, you just gave it to him. I just whispered it. All right. Good night. <laughs>